This book is my all-sufficient guide for faith and conduct. Hallelujah. Because convinced the living water changes everything, one life at a time. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning I want to talk to you about His voice. I want to talk to you about His voice. Because as the Lord is entreating you and is dealing with us as children, as sons and daughters, and whether we are in a trial or whether we are in good times, there is nothing more crucial than understanding and knowing the, His voice. His voice. And so uh, the important thing, though, is today, like never before, we have more distracting us today from the voice of God than ever before. There's nothing wrong with gadgets, whatever they are, but understand they are gadgets. And once they become consuming to us, they rob us. Whatever it may be. Sometimes it is an object or a thing. Sometimes it is a person. Anything that robs you from the presence of God is not a good thing. And so, hearing His voice becomes crucial, and especially, I believe, if there was ever a moment for the church to hear His voice, it's today. If there was ever a point when we needed to know that we have heard from the Lord, it is today. Now, that is not to take away from the importance of always hearing from the Lord. But there are times when we reach moments of crisis. I believe we are there as a nation. And I believe it is crucial for His church to know and hear His voice. To know and understand that amidst all the other clamor, you can hear the voice of God. So the subtitle is Hearing God Speak While the World is Shouting. Because the world is shouting all around. The world is screaming. And in the midst of this, you can become, as the Lord spoke to us today, fearful. We become all kinds of things. We become in this spot where, where we, we don't know the voice of the Lord because we're being pressed by so many things. I think the phenomena that no one is able or wanting to just sit and be quiet is a spiritual issue. Because we don't want to hear if we get quiet enough to know what the conviction that God would place there. I, I really believe this is a spiritual thing. You want to know why the world is just push, 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 more, 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 more. Because when we sit down and get alone, that's when we have to deal with ourselves. 
when we get quiet is when we have to listen to what sometimes real truth is. So we would rather fill our lives and keep so busy that we literally, from the moment we get up to the moment we run and literally crash into bed, we don't have time to think about what we ought to be doing. I don't think that's of the Lord. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting things done and sometimes being in a hurry, but when it becomes chronic, something's wrong. And the world just is pushed, 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 pushed. Everything is in such a hurry. You've got to hurry to do this. You've got to hurry to rest. Rest and be hurry about it. You know, be quick about it. Sometimes it's good just to relax and hear the voice of God. And so, uh, it's, and, and here I guess the point that I'm making in talking about this is not that you can't hear the voice of God in the midst of all the shouting, because you can. But it does take discipline to quiet yourself from all the other stuff, both external and internal. But I find that our... Uh, Desire to really not have to deal with self requires that we have some sort of noise happening in my head all the time. So let's look at this passage of Scripture found in John 16. John chapter 16, and I want to start reading at verse number 5. Talking about hearing His voice. But now I am going to Him who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper shall not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me. And concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no longer behold me. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Holy, the Spirit of truth comes, he will... Uh, He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall take of mine and shall disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Praise the Lord. 
The fact is, is that there's never been a greater time to hear His voice. But unfortunately, we're too busy hearing the voice. And what this represents, if you're a uh, the Voice fan, please, I, I really don't have an axe to grind. I don't watch the show. I don't have time, usually. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I don't follow it. I, I've, I've seen it on television. I know what the, the concept is. But, oh, that we would be willing to clamor for His voice like we do this show, The Voice. Oh, that we would be willing to do whatever it takes to hear His voice. And the point that this represents is we are surrounded more than ever before because if you read the Scripture, what I do read about the Lord's coming, and we don't know when it is, but I know this. Jesus said like labor pains, they would increase with more frequency and more severity. I do believe we are seeing that in the world today. So whatever God's timetable is, it is crucial now that we more than ever hear His voice. His voice. And this is a representation of the distractions that we have. Now, again, please don't go home and say, well, Pastor Brian says if you watch the voice, you're in sin. <laughs> okay? That is not what I am saying in this. But I am saying, if you have filled your life with nothing but the voice, whatever it is, you need to get alone with God. Because it's a whole lot more important to hear from Him than it is to hear from them. Do you hear me? It really doesn't amount to a pimple on a whale what happens here. Okay? I know that they push us like you have to find out what's going on, but really in the big scheme of things, it's not that important. But hearing from His voice could have eternal consequences. Hearing from Him is absolutely crucial. You cannot go without it. I want you to turn... And I did this on purpose. Sometimes there are times where I don't list the scriptures up here. I, if you've got an electronic device, get there. Psalm 115. I believe the Lord very clearly gave this scripture to me. Uh, it just, the Lord is amazing how he sometimes puts some things together. Let's start to read at verse number 1. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to thy name give glory. Because of thy loving kindness, because of thy truth. Why should the nations say, where now is their God? But our God is in the heavens and he does whatever he pleases. 
Their idols are silver and gold, the work of man's hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. They have feet, but they cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throat. Those who make them will become like them. Everyone who trusts in them. That is a very, very poignant passage of Scripture. We often in our country, because we're so sophisticated, would not think of bowing down to a wooden or gold idol, but we do it all the time with other idols. And just because we've put a different face on them, we think that it's different. And God says it's not. Listen to what it goes on to say. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their helper and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord. The small together with the great. May the Lord give you increase. And you and your children, may you be blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Boy, there is a difference between hearing and putting your trust in one or the other. But really what we need to hear is not the voice, but we truly need to hear his voice. And his voice has a distinct thing that is unlike anyone else's voice. The Word of God says so. In fact, the Word of God says in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, that his sheep know his voice and he calls them out and leads them. And that it says, furthermore, they will never follow the voice of a stranger because they don't know the stranger. If we have filled our lives with nothing but strangers, that's why you can't hear the voice of God. Because the Word of God says if we are His children, we won't follow a stranger. We will have trained ourselves to have heard the voice of God enough that when God speaks, we know it's Him. You hear me? I don't, ha- I, I don't have to have you ask me if Jill is on the phone and I get a call from her. You don't need to ask me, is that her? 
you say, well, how do you know? Because I know. I've heard her voice. I've heard it over and over and over and over again. That's not Proverbs. I'm not seeking <laughs> Proverbs. <laughs> it's a sweet voice. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. You know, just like a mom or a dad who speaks to their children in a crowded room, their child, their ears train to know when the parent is speaking. That's how God made us. And I am saying to you that although I cannot tell you you will tangibly, audibly hear the voice of God, you will hear it greater than you do hearing voices with your ears. That's what I want you to see. I've had people say, well, I want to hear if I could just have it audible. And, you know, it has to be awesome. But you know what? We miss the most awesome thing God's given us. He speaks to your spirit. Nobody speaks like that. That's an awesome thing. That's a, that's a thing that we need to treasure because when you're his child, he speaks to you. Now, that being said, if you have not had a chance where you've made Jesus your Savior, your Lord, you've not had that uh, uh, heart transplant the Scripture talks about in Ezekiel 36, where he says, I'll take out the heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh, and I'll place my spirit in you. If you have not had that experience, I will tell you, you will, are probably sitting here going, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Because it says that the person, when they aren't connected with the Lord with salvation, can't hear God. They're trying to hear with their natural ears, and God doesn't speak that way. And again, I want to point out to you, lest you think that that's, why wouldn't he just speak to me audibly? Because when you hear God speak to your spirit, there will be no question. You will know. Well, you may say, well, though, Pastor Brian, if God is going to speak to me, if God is going to speak to my spirit, then then." When is he going to do it? Well, see, verse number 12, Jesus said, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. This is one of the most important things for you to understand. Sometimes God's silence is wonderful. You know, if you've, uh, truly, sometimes God's silence, we just need to say, Lord, you have spoken. Silence is speaking. You understand that? We, that's the other thing that we have trouble with in our nation. We think that, that talking is yes. <laughs> we think that hearing from God, that, that all we hear is Yes. We live in a nation of yes. Can I have it? Yes. Go put it on your credit card. You don't have to wait. 
You hear what I'm saying? We live in a nation of saying no one will tell me no. So we are shocked when God says no. (laughs) Or when God says, wait. Or when God says, not now. Or when God says, you don't need to know that. God says all those things. (laughs) You realize that. So although we have, have... created this nation of yes, God is not a God of yes. He's not a yes God all the time. What father would be a good father if all he said was yes? Amen? Understand that, that the analogy we just had from last week says he's a father. And just like an earthly father who knows that if you yes, 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 it does not create character. God's training you for eternity. Amen? Amen. So here's the question. Are we straining like this to hear his voice? This is is really something. Again, I think that if I've suffered five minutes listening for the voice of God, I'm in drudgery. I mean, truly, we think we've travailed if, if we've strained to hear God's voice and He's not speaking. We say, well, he, you know, if He doesn't speak by next Tuesday, I'm going to do it myself. Well, see how that works for you. See, God is God, and He's in the heaven, and He does what He please. <laughs> We're not going to conform Him to what you want so that you can have what you want. And oftentimes I find in prayer that one of the things God uses the most is getting and correcting my own spirit so I can get on page with Him so He can answer my prayer. <laughs> Amen? So really there is an aspect of this that not only is just not hearing anything from God, but the question is begged, how serious are you about hearing from God? Because a lot of people say they want to hear from God, and it's one of these shots. Well, did you, did you ask God? Yeah, I asked for him. He didn't say anything. I mean, you know, we're past the microwave now. We want it quicker than that. The microwave's slow. You see what we've done? And so sometimes we take that spiritually and we say, and and I know that sometimes when I get before God, again, it's lining my own heart. It's not so much as God's serious about it, but maybe God's saying, are you serious about it? Are you really that serious about it, or is this just another whim you've come up with? Have you? I've been there. 
thought that God had to ask us or had to do a certain thing a certain way, had to do it, and then when God uh, waited for a while, I just was off to the next thing. Here is what I can promise you. The child that waits on the Lord and bends his ear and says, God, I am going to be serious about pressing in, will find the Lord. Jeremiah 29, turn there with me. Jeremiah chapter 29. We're going to look at verses 12 and 13. Many of you may have heard verse 11. It's very popular. I know the plans I have for you. And then that's great. And it's a great promise of God. But listen to what 12 and 13 say. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Again, oftentimes I find it's not just that is God serious, but is it, am I serious? Am I really going to grab hold of this? Am I really going to say, Lord, I need to hear you. You know, Jacob wrestled with God and he said, I'm not stopping until, man, that we would have that determination. Man, that we would have that. I'm, I, I've, I've said this before, but truly our nation lacks because we have not had to pay a price for a long time for our freedom. And when that happens, we become sometimes lazy. And it's time for us to wake up spiritually as a nation. Because I believe it starts there. Intestinal fortitude, guts, I believe comes about because of spiritual things first. Because I can tell you that anyone who does not have a relationship with God will crack. I believe one of the great things and has been and will continue to ever be about our nation is people that stand in the Word of God spiritually. And so... Understand that God's answer could be yes, it could be no, it could be wait, it could be not now. But he is oftentimes wondering if he is dealing with my fickle heart again or whether I'm serious. Here is the most awesome thing. As we look at verses 13, 14, and 15, Listen to what he says. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. 
Now, when I will tell you Jesus makes a statement, when he says something, it is better than money in the bank. Money in the bank is not safe. Things are not safe. But I will tell you God's promises are safe. It's the only thing that's safe. When God says that he will take from mine and disclose it to you, that's exactly what he means. In the scripture in uh, Corinthians, Paul talks about the fact that we have the mind of Christ. But the point is, will I get alone with God enough so I know what the mind of Christ is? God says he's given us the spirit of Christ, but if I fill it with nothing but the voice, then that's the voice I'm going to hear. God's given us his spirit, but if I starve my spirit and do nothing but run all of the world through all of my five senses, no wonder I can't hear the voice of God. No wonder I'm... I'm starving to hear what God would say. And you say, well, I keep hearing all these other things. Well, cut off some of those things <laughs> that you may hear from the Lord. Now, these are some things I will tell you about the Word of God. And by the way, this is the, the most, I just loved when I saw this picture If you know anything about DNA, you know that one little strand, uh, they are now able to solve crimes, and, and I like watching some of those shows because they will take a, they will take a, a uh, saliva or blood, some sort of, uh, and they will solve a crime 30 years ago. Why? Because each person has like a fingerprint of DNA, and it doesn't match anyone but you. Even if it's mom and dad, they still have different DNA. You understand that? It's, it may be in, a, in where it's similar, but they can narrow it down to one literally and above millions and millions and millions of people. How? Because of DNA. So listen to what this is saying. He says, he will take from me and make it known to you. Literally, when the Holy Spirit is taking from Jesus' DNA, and you, according to Scripture, God says his purpose in Romans is that you would be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. That's why all things work together for good to them who love the Lord. It may not be what is good for you in your flesh, but he's working eternal purposes. And so the promise that you know you can hear from God is this. The Holy Spirit will not give you any other person's DNA. He will only give you Jesus. The scripture says he will only exalt and glorify Jesus. This is a promise. Grab hold of it. 
God doesn't play games. When you earnestly seek Him, He will not say, well, you know, I may not answer this time. That is not the character of God. When you earnestly seek Him, the Holy Spirit, the Scripture says, will take from what is His and make it known to you. Praise God! That is the most exciting thing that we can know. We not guess, not say, I wonder. But I tell you this too. When God speaks, my flesh always recoils. If you're looking for it to be all hunky-dory all the time with what your flesh wants, it isn't. I think that there are often times we do not hear from the voice of God because we do not want to accept the DNA the Holy Spirit is giving us. We're saying, ah, wrong DNA, I'm looking for something else. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, I don't get any other DNA. This is what I'm giving you. So, how do you know, though, Pastor Brian? Well, it's impossible for me to fully tell you how you know it is the voice of God But I will tell you this, number one, he will always, always, always confirm his word. He will never, never, never take you outside of his word. Those are two things. These are a few other things I have learned. Number one, he's often not the first one to speak to me. My flesh usually does that very well. When you punch me in the nose, it doesn't take much of a response to know what I'd like to do. Okay? But if you'll wait long enough in the circumstance, you'll, when, you, when you wait long enough, you will hear the Spirit speak to you not to what to react, but what to act in what a way that pleases the Lord. It is not always the loudest voice. And here's one I think that you need to understand. Anytime God speaks to me and has given me correction, and I've had it, (laughs) He always pulls in toward Himself when He corrects. God never, when He corrects you, pushes you away from His presence. If you are being pushed away, that is not God. That's either condemnation from yourself or from the enemy of your soul who wants you to get as far away from God as you will. When God gives you correction, He pulls you close and says, come here. We've got things we need to talk about. (laughs) 
So those are some things. But as I talked about with, with Jill's voice, with my child's voice, how do you know a voice? Spend time! How do you grow to know a voice? If I married Jill on January 1st, 1988, and I haven't had but two conversations with her since then, if she called me on the phone and said, Brian, this is your wife, Jill, I would say, I don't have a clue who you are. Why? Because I haven't heard her voice. There's really no other way to put this but to say we don't hear the voice of God because we don't value it. We value hearing from everyone else or filling our life with everything else. But if we value it, and by the way, I haven't spent just two times hearing Jill's voice. <laughs> and, and what it shows is that you've spent time getting to know one another. When you hear the voice of God, it will be like nobody else's DNA. It will not be yours. It will not be your dad's. It will not be... You will know. And you spiritually train yourself to know that's God. Praise the Lord. Bow your head with me.